Wait, it can fly <laughs> up for up to five minutes before it has to be recharged? So it's a what five minute. It's like, yeah! oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> five minutes. That's nothing. You steal that drone. I'd be booking it. Is what drone. you do. Yeah. You either. Well, I'm assuming that it records on the clouds. So I mean, he was watching it on his phone. So. Yeah. At that point, you're boned anyway. Might as well kidnap <laughs> the <laughs> robot. <laughs> All right, hey, Nanner fans. Fananas? Fananas. No. The Bananics? <laughs> the Bananics? The Bananics. Welcome back to another episode of Nanner News. Mm-hmm. For those of you that were watching and listening last week, we went over the news. And this week, we're going over the news. Shocker. We have more news for you. The Crazy news. how things keep happening. Just a review. Last week, we went over news, and then we did a deep dive into AMD's uh, Zen CPU. Zen 3 announcement. This, yes, the Zen 3 Whoop ass of Intel. Oh yeah, uh, that happened. Um, and then this week we have the news, and then a little sneak preview for Friday. I mean Saturday. 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 <laughs> <laughs> a sneak preview for Saturday, <laughs> where we'll be talking about Apple's iPhone slash a bunch of other little stuff that we don't really care about yeah. events. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that just happened today, uh, the day of recording. So let's get the headline, shall we? Let's do it. Headline with who wants bananas? So, Greg, what do we have going on this week? What happened this week in tech? So tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. This week, speaking of Apple, a U.S. judge ruled that uh, Apple could bar Epic Games Fortnite from the App Store. So what happened was that Epic Games recently has started uh, using its own in-game currency system to collect money from players uh, the for purchases. Yeah, and originally, uh, and Apple bans that, and could... Because it's a big moneymaker for Apple. Apple's agreement with its uh, developers is that it gets 30% of all the uh, in-app purchases made on games. Correct. So what also... um, Brain fart. Cool. (laughs) So when Epic Games started their own currency system, this made Apple very upset. Mm -hmm. So what Apple did is that Apple pulled the game from the store and then also threatened their developer status too, which basically means that Unreal Engine and things like that that you know that Epic um, works with couldn't be used. And to be clear, the issue arose because Apple was—I'm sorry, not Apple. Uh, Epic Games was allowing the purchase of V Bucks to be done through other uh, purchasing apps, Google Play, uh, through the actual store itself, uh, and through their in-game because, and then f- and then Epic Games made their own actual current, you know, their own in-game. Um, so they they were allowing customers to buy the V Bucks through their Epic. payment portal, right? Yes. Without right. having to go through Apple purchase. because wow. Apple takes thirty percent from Epic every time, and Epic didn't like that. Epic gave a twenty percent discount if you went through their store. So ten dollars of V Bucks now became eight dollars. Which I thought was a very uh, a very shifty move. Like, look, we're passing the savings on to you. Yeah, but you're also still taking ten percent more than you would have. True. Right. So True. <laughs> now, to be fair, the contract they signed with Apple stated that Apple gets thirty mm-hmm. percent of that cut, and for sales made on Apple devices. Right. So the injunction basically upheld the fact that Apple could keep Fortnite from the App Store, but uh, they were not allowed to touch Epic. 
Epic's developer tools business, which includes Unreal Engine. Because right. Unreal Engine is in fucking everything. It's massive. True. Absolutely right. massive. Yep. Yep. So essentially what's happening now is that they're at a standstill. Uh, they're still working on it. Um, and they're, you know, Epic's still making the argument that their in-app purchase system with a 30% commission is too much. Um, however, uh, Apple has uh, said that Epic has done nothing to, you know, uh, assuage them of any worries or anything, or has not brought any sort of counterpoints that were valid, you know, for them to stop doing that. I mean, so I mean, it, at any point is Apple going to go, well, they made some valid points, but we said no. I mean, at the end of the day, right? I mean, Epic Games and Apple, they signed an agreement where Apple will allow the game to be bought. It will be played on their devices, but you have to use the Apple Store, and Apple gets a cut of 30% of all revenue generated from any purchases made on the app on an Apple device. It's going to hurt both sides because out of the 350 million users that Fortnite roughly has, 120 of them are on iOS. Apple is pretty fucking huge. Yeah, so, so Apple, I mean, it was a ballsy move on, on Apple's because I think Epic probably made that move assuming Apple wasn't going to do that because it's a big money maker and Apple was like, absolutely fucking not. We don't care. Just well, gone. Apple, see, Apple has a luxury where they, they could lose Fortnite. They were fine before Fortnite came around. They have no reason to keep Fortnite other than the fact that they're paying a little bit of the bills every month. But, you know, if if they're going to not play by the rules and think they're going to get away with it, like, I understand why Apple's taking the stance that they're taking. An agreement was signed. A legal binding agreement was signed, and you tried to worm your way out of it. I, I do understand there was a lot of talk about Apple somehow monopolizing and all this and that. I know that me and you had spoken about that briefly, Tyler, when, when the news first broke on right. this. Um, and I don't think Apple, ha you could, I don't think you, the argument can truly be made that Apple is monopolizing anything here because it's all on their own service. Sure, Apple devices have to use Apple services, but it's their devices. It's not like a Samsung device has to use Apple stuff. In that case, that would well, be a yeah, monopoly. It, I don't know if they had a a contract in the in the traditional sense. So. As a developer, you have to accept Apple's terms and conditions for being in the App Store, and one of those is they take thirty percent of the revenue. Right. Um, <clears throat> so it's not like they had like a like a written agreement. Well, yeah, not not like a one that Apple made with Epic specifically. It's just anyone. It's the kind of the boilerplate. If you put your app in the App Store, it's subject to thirty percent of revenue increase or revenue revenue gained. Yeah. Um, through their payment processing. Um. And they're claiming it's anti-competitive because they're not, they don't allow any other payment systems, any other payment processing uh, companies like PayPal or Chime or Square that who, I mean, you can go most places, a lot of places will have like those payment options. Mm -hmm. Those companies charge 2 or 3% per transaction. Right. Really depending on volume and all that. But around that ballpark, um, which is where their issues came from. And they certainly did anticipate it because I think a day after Apple filed, or maybe that same day Apple removed them and all that, um, Epic came out with their version of the 1984 Apple commercial with the hammer throw and yeah. everything like that. So they they had that ready. That wasn't right. just something somebody they saw up. it coming. Right. They knew it was they, all. They picked this fight. They knew what they were right. doing. It was all it was all a publicity ploy because I mean, we're True. talking about them. And I mean, you know, they basically end at the end of August, they split in two where basically everybody else that wasn't 
uh, iOS got the new updates, whereas the people on iOS were basically just kind of in stasis. Right. They were kind of just stuck with whatever they had, which right. is awful because now we don't get that uh, really cool uh, guy. Who was the rapper that did the big Travis Scott? Yeah, Travis Scott yeah. reveal <laughs> in Fortnite, which was weird. Um, yeah, but I think he, he debuted a Kid Cudi song too, though, so that was pretty dope. Um, I'll be very curious how this goes through because on I'm really rooting for Epic Games on this one personally. It's tricky because on one hand, it is Apple's ecosystem. They made it. It's their thing. That's a valid argument. It's their stuff. You want to use it, you got to play by their rules. I, I get that argument. Yep. What I don't like is that so many people have just rolled over for it. Now Apple is this giant thing that can do whatever they want. Yep. Right. It it should have been. It should have been like so. As soon as someone signed up, went. You're taking thirty percent. Like absolutely not. That's when that these guys are happened. taking three. Like no way. That's you're absolutely right. That's when that fight should have happened. So that so essentially this remains to be resolved, and we will uh, know more in future. But for now, iOS users, nana nana boo boo, stick your head and do it. All right, moving on. Uh, the PS5, the compatibility is becoming a little clearer. I've sort of been reticent to talk about this because I'm sick of talking about PS5 and Series X rumors because all we're getting is bits and pieces. However, um, this is actually interesting, especially because Xbox has been so much more transparent with their stuff than PS5, especially, I don't know if you saw, when Xbox Series X revealed sort of the um, upscaling of their old games, like yep. Fable and Sea of Thieves look absolutely outstanding mm-hmm. on the Series X with what they're able to do. Sony has not done anything in terms They've of revealing very anything. Tight-lipped. Because, well, we'll get to it. So Sony's revealed that they've they've been sort of doubling down over and over again that the majority, 99% of the PS4 games are playable on the PS5 consoles, saying that, however, there are some functionalities on the PS4 that won't be on the PS5, and you, you can expect unexpected behavior. Which basically means it may not, it's probably not going right. to work. So they're also warning users to test their ga- PS4 games on a PS5 before buying add-ons to ensure that you're happy. So... This just sounds too sketchy to me. Right, and so they've released a list of, uh, I think, 11 games that won't work, and I won't list any of them because they're garbage, like Afro Samurai 2, Revenge of Kuma. So, um, uh, Hitman Go? No! <laughs> For all the people playing Hitman Go at home on a console. Right. So Hideaki <laughs> Nishino, who's the vice president of platform planning, um, doubled down the other day and said, yes, you are going to be able to do it. When you sign in with your PS5 account, you're going to see your library of played PS4 content in the menu. The thing is, I don't think Sony's prepared. No. That they've been, no. t- which makes me upset because P- PlayStation users have wanted backwards compatibility forever. And the fact that they're coming into this unprepared, they haven't showed any demos, they can say expect issues. There will be issues. There will be issues because they're not ready. They've and never Microsoft came into this ready to go saying, upscaling, here, here you go, this is what it's going to look like. And Sony's like, we promise, we swear, you're going to have it. And they haven't said when, they just say it's going to. And I'm curious to see what their actual upscaling, because they do have the game boost, which you know they say is going to have better frame rates and higher load, uh, better load times. But we have no proof other than what they say, whereas Microsoft's actually shown us proof. Here's my issue with it, uh, just... Briefly, this has always been my issue with Sony 
uh, and that they just don't deliver when it comes to the backwards compatibility. They never have. They don't usually deliver game day, uh, launch day. No, they definitely don't. Uh, definitely not launch day. Uh, but like the PS3, for instance, was promised backwards compatibility with PS2 and PS1. Never came. No, the first gen could. The first they, gen could. Then they scrapped it. Oh, so that's right. And when the they slim had happened. it and got rid so of they it. They promised it and then took it uh, took it away. Right. Yep. The PS4 was promised it and it did technically have it. You had to rebuy the game digital and stream only. it yep. digital only. And you had to stream it, which means it wasn't downloaded directly to the PlayStation 4. Yep. And if you didn't have a good internet connection, it was trash. So Xbox has always nailed backwards compatibility, uh, I will from say, my experience. I will say ultimately yes, but at the launch of the Xbox One, they dropped the ball real hard. They did. But they made up for it. Oh, they saved it. They real saved good. it real good because yeah. not only can you play digital only because they have it available on Game Pass as well as on the Xbox Store, uh, you can also play disc copies. It's funny because for a while, even on the um, even on the Xbox One, uh, on their website, they had like, "What games do you want to see made backwards compatible?" And they would bring them in, and they had a running poll. Like, and if someone said, "Like, hey, how come this game isn't backwards compatible?" Look. It's number 280 on our list. We're like not that's why. We're not going to sink our right. resources into it. Lots of transparency with Microsoft. So yeah. that's where PS5 is. I'm going to leave it there because, you know, at this point, it's one of those things that I'm not, right. you know, until it's we hear more, thing. we're not going to. Until next week until or they so. release it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. honestly, this as is we get closer to release, I'm sure we'll hear more and we'll talk a little bit about it as it yeah. happens. Right. So our next headline has to do with Razer's first gaming chair. And I love this story because Razer has a really dedicated community. And if you hadn't heard this, um, I hadn't heard this at all. Its fans can bully Razer into doing stuff. And after like a ton of uh, likes and a bunch of tattoos, Razer was finally bullied into making the Razer toaster. I remember what? seeing that because it a didn't toaster it, didn't it burn their logo onto the bread. Oh yep. my god, I do remember. I thought that was a joke. No, nope. Linus they Linus showed yeah, it. Yeah, I remember uh, that. They made some ridiculous thing like if we get a certain number of likes, and then there were people that got tattoos, you know, in support of it and that kind of thing. So they have the toaster. So now the community has said we want a Razer chair. And so uh, it, during RazorCon, their inaugural RazorCon this year, they released the Razor Isker. And the Razor Isker is their first gaming chair. And it, if you look at it, it looks pretty much like every other gaming chair. It's like sort the of one I'm got sitting that, in currently. Yeah, it's like that faux leather aesthetic. Yeah. Um, it's going to have the green and black. There it is. Give me a um, there it is. And it's – but the – the support system in it apparently is phenomenal. So the lumbar support that's in it um, is going to be excellent, and it has a curved back uh, support uh, up the rear backrest of the chair. So that you that, sort of yeah. have a neutral spine position, no slouching. Um, it comes with 4D armrests, which offer a range of adjustments, so it can support people up to six foot two. My so dumbass doesn't have to worry about that. My <laughs> my dumbass thought you said 40 armrests. That's what I I'm thought like, he said too. 4D. What kind of <laughs> weird mutant did Razor do? You know what? We yeah. need 40 arms. So this beast will hold up someone who's six to three hundred pounds. Wow, comfortably. All right. Um, and it's got memory foam in the head cushions and in the seat cushions. Um, and it, they insist it'll keep you at an optimal line of sight. Now. It's it's five hundred dollars. Most gaming chairs are in that what three to three fifty range, so it's Give higher take, than yeah. normal. Yep. I think um, DX Racer, I think, probably has that that range anyway. Yeah, probably somewhere around there. So, but as a Razer fan myself, you know, I'm excited about this. Um, I'd have to test it out just to see if it's any different, and I'd be curious to see what the reviews are. I put this, you know, in here just because I love what Razer's relationship is with its community. 
um, it that razor to their community. will go to the point of making a fucking toaster. <laughs> <laughs> Just because true. so many people wanted yeah. it. And then they have the gaming chair. So they have a really loyal base. And again, my first gaming, um, you know, was uh, rig had a tarantula, you know, in it and that kind right. of thing. So ever since then, I've, I've always loved them. But I think this is this is really cool. I mean, this to me, this is the type of company that truly does listen to its fan base. It knows that the fan base is the lifeblood of the company. So if they're calling out for something stupid and it's not too outside of your realm of capability to actually produce, why not? I mean, if they want it so bad, they're going to buy it, you know? Yep. Like, give, throw them a bone every once in a while. Gaming chair gaming chair is not too far off from Razer. Truthfully, I'm too far. I'm, I'm surprised that it's taken this long to actually get one from Razer, truthfully, because there's so many co- companies That's out Razor. there that make um, big boys. Yeah. If you want to learn more about Razer's event, go take a look at it. Uh, they have the new Siren um, USB microphone. Um, yeah. The Siren Mini was was announced there. What, that, that $50 streaming mic, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks really cool, so... Uh, take a look at that. All right, so that's that. What else we got? We oh, also Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. Oh yes, talk oh. to me about so it because I don't know anything about this. That do not know, Ryan. <laughs> Amazon wanted to make its foray into uh, online gaming, and you look at it. Mind you, they own a handful of studios. Oh sure, and that this was the whole reason why they wanted to do it, and they wanted to make something really successful. It's a it's a MOBA. Okay, um, you know it's along the lines of League of Legends. It's called Crucible or Dota Two. Um, so it's, <laughs> and it's called Crucible. So it launched in May. Yeah. Yep. And it's being discontinued in November. Oh, good. So <laughs> it hasn't wait, wait, even wait. made it a year yet. Was it the first time it launched in May? Let's let's not forget this. Right. So Crucible the official launch. Crucible <laughs> launched officially. Nobody launched. cared. Like Amazon paid Twitch streamers to play it. Like it was popular for like a day, and then once that contract ran out, it just plummeted it back ki- to the bottom. So it got it released in May, and then got kicked off Steam in July, because and you only get kicked off Steam if you have a recurring player count of lower than two hundred. Jesus fuck! It it came out official release, went back into beta. Oh, and, this is the yeah, one you were telling now, me, yes. and now okay. it's canceled. How ironic is it that I don't know anything about it because I shouldn't know anything about it? Exceeded it exceeded 10,000 users for two days before Jesus. dropping down to 3,000. <laughs> so was it just a genuinely terrible game, or was there just nothing going for it? So the problem was is that there was... So the, they released it again too early. Yeah. It was undeveloped. It wasn't ready. There was a ton of features and fixes that were needed. Um, and things that needed to be added that just weren't available. And there were, you know, on top of everything else, there were three different gameplay modes that it launched with, um, which just made character balancing a whole big issue, and it just was not, you know, something that was intuitive to gamers. It's almost like it wasn't made by gamers. Hmm. It probably, probably wasn't. Probably wasn't. Huh. <laughs> so what happened was is that... Um, they they released an up uh, 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 the devs released an update for the November 9th patch that said you know we've heard from you and pairing that with the data that we've collected which is probably you know nothing right nobody's um, played it <laughs> yeah you know, we we've, we've decided that we're going to stop doing this and they might do an official relaunch at another day oh but just, what's just let it be weird is that Amazon Games has will continue patching the game for about a month after they've they've you know, stop this, you know, done this November 9th one. Yeah. Um, but they're shutting down the matchmaking um, uh, first, and uh, eventually they're going to, basically the whole thing will be done. So. See, here's what Amazon needs to do. 
they were developing this for almost 10 years. <laughs> They've been looking to develop Here's this what thing. they need to do. Nix the game, right? You just you, you already said you're stopping it. Just stop it. Put it on the back shelf for now. Well, they have a new one coming out. They have New World coming out. And I was going to say, you need to go and you need to to develop a new game with people who actually know a thing or two about gaming because clearly you haven't done that yet. And make that game really good. Take as much time as you need. Make it something that people love. Get a fan base for it. Make another game just as good. And then once you actually have a good fan base, say, hey, we're going to bring back an old favorite for you guys and pull that one off the back shelf and crush everybody's hopes and dreams well, again. Well, everyone was really excited about New World. Uh, New World was supposed to be launched in August and got pushed back to second quarter 2021. Jesus. That's so they're 0 for 2 back. this year on this stuff. To be fair, uh, so real quick, I, I, so I decided I to look up. I remember seeing a trailer for that. I, I decided to look up Amazon Games and on their website, currently as I speak and as I record this, uh, top game, New World. Pre-order available, available on PC. Looks Does look cool, Looks given great. that. I have nothing bad to say about New World. Number two, Crucible. Uh, <laughs> um, they only not, have the two games. Not great. There is no download. There's a learn more button, and that's it. I don't uh, want to learn anymore. <laughs> and number three of three is Pac-Man. So they <laughs> own Pac-Man? Like, over but Pac-Man here's the thing. Live studio. Look at it this oh. way, is that the issues that are plaguing these games, sort of the issue of not having a lot of end game content by the time launch hits is the same thing that happened with Bungie with Destiny. True. It's the same thing that happened with Anthem. It's just one of those things that it it's it's not I'm not super pleased because if if these games I mean at least Destiny and Anthem got off the ground and got a they fan did. base. If you can't maintain at least a two hundred user count within your first three months just kill it, it. like it you is, said. Just kill it. It is bold of you to say Anthem got off the ground. I was going to say Anthem. It did for a little bit. It, Anthem was for a lot longer than this for Cru- than Crucible. True. Yeah, Crucible never <laughs> stood up. <laughs> Anthem legitimately was bricking PlayStations, though. Right. So yeah. this is going to be great. So great job, Amazon. So that's that. So good. Our last headline of the day uh, before we get to our weird news or weird headlines is that um, because of the coronavirus, a lot of people have been gaming more. And sales have been going up. However, GameStop yeah. has seen a big decline. However, you know, so what happened was is that GameStop shut down basically every store uh, when the pandemic hit. And they opened up a few for, like, limited pickup locations. Um, but pretty much they closed all 3,500 locations. Um, but what they did see is they saw an 800% increase in digital sales. Right. Which Obviously makes sense. people are going online. Um, and their sales skyrocketed almost over 500% in that quarter, and they only ended up losing about $166 million on $1.02 billion uh, worth of sales, which in the grand scheme of things is not awful, which begs the question, how long before GameStop ceases to exist and goes the way of Circuit City where they shut down the stores themselves and just go online? Because these brick-and-mortar game stores cannot keep up with digital demand on top of the fact that you know other companies like Amazon and Apple getting into this, well, forget Amazon because we already talked about it. <laughs> we just saw what they offer. New world, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> we're starting to see people. I mean, when's the last time you can't answer this that you went into a GameStop <laughs> and actually bought something? Yeah, I think the only I think the last time I did is when I got my Switch. Uh, no, sorry. The last time, <laughs> last time I bought something, 
uh, was to get a cheesy holiday sweater because it was on sale for like $8. Three years ago, midnight launched Destiny 2. That is the last time I stepped oh. foot in a GameStop. Yeah. No, and, uh, How about you, Ryan? I was in a GameStop like two months ago. Did you buy anything? I pre-ordered a bunch of stuff. You went into a store to pre-order, you weird bastard? What did you pre-order? So I pre-ordered the new Assassin's Creed. Valhalla? Yeah. Got the Ultimate Edition, paid for that right up front. Uh, I'm kind of an Assassin's Creed whore. Anyways, um, and then I pre-ordered, uh, what else did I pre-order? Uh, the new uh, Watch Dogs Legion. I did pre-order that. I don't know if I'm going to follow through with that. But anyways. Um, and so when they come in, you're going to go back to the store and pick it up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do that with, so here's here's my thoughts on, on GameStop. Because I actually had a pretty interesting conversation with the, the guy while I was in there about this very topic. Um, and his take <laughs> on it was... They're, they're, they're less of a uh, video game store now than they've ever been, which is true. Nobody goes to GameStop to buy video games anymore. Uh, they're more of a toy store. Uh, they're, mor- they're morphing into like a, um, like a Spencer's or that kind well, of thing. Where they're yeah, like along that line. Merchandise. Yeah. Right, right. The, the niche merchandise. Um, and it was interesting because he was telling me that if you wanted to go to a GameStop to pick up a new video game, unless you pre-ordered it, they're not going to have it because they, so GameStop back before the pandemic, back when people still regularly went to GameStop, they would get in the pre-order shipment plus extras. They don't get the extras anymore. They only get the pre-orders because nobody's going there anymore. So I would personally hate to see GameStop go away entirely, but. At the same time, it is logical for them to shift to an online store presence, especially during the current climate of consumer consumers nowadays. Nobody wants to go to a store. I mean, I went to a store because I was in the area and I wanted to stop in and make sure my pre-order was done. But it still, doesn't it doesn't still, make a whole lot of sense really to have a brick and mortar store in today's day. Love for GameStop to be the pioneer to introduce a secondary market for digital gaming. I don't think it'll ever happen simply because of what digital gaming is. Yeah. But if anybody could do it, it would be GameStop because they're the king of the resale when it, when it comes to video games. I'd love to see it happen because I'd love for there to be a secondary market. That's the main reason why I don't want a digital-only console of any genre. Because at that point, you're locked into the developer or the retailer price, the brand-new price. You'll never be able to buy a used copy. I think the only way GameStop survives... I don't think it'll happen, but if they partner with Amazon <laughs> and make each GameStop an Amazon pickup location, that would work. Or an Amazon gaming store. Well, maybe Amazon will buy GameStop simply because it's already got a pretty solid distribution network set up. Low-hanging fruit. I'm saying they're right. already kind of going down. And you can get down. Amazon's secondary gaming market into physical stores as opposed exactly. to going online. So. That's Plus, good. Amazon doesn't screw the people over when so you're what will to happen? What will be the future of GameStop? Find out whenever we start to yeah, care whenever, again. Yeah, whenever they... Whenever GameStop's Whenever we poke again. their corpse with a stick again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, that's Headlines. Headlines with Who Wants Bananas. All right, so now we're on to Weird News of the Week. Weird News of the Week. So this week we have three really interesting <laughs> stories. Tyler, since you put yours in first, uh, you get to go first. Um, so this is like, I'm a little a little late to this one, admittedly. Um, but Amazon announced their uh their new Ring products, mm-hmm. 
And, you know, standard run-of-the-mill stuff. They got yeah. their doorbell. They got their doorbell chime and the camera and shit. That's all fine. What I really want to talk about is this monstrosity. Is that the mailbox sensor? No. Oh, you wish. This is the Ring drone. <laughs> That's a quad rotor drone sitting on the left-hand side. It's the drone sitting in its so that's base. That's the dock? Yep. Okay. And the right side, it'll fly around your house. What does it do? It has a camera. For what? For, For surveillance. So you can take a look around your house when you're not there. It. This motherfucker does patrols. You can <laughs> set up. You can, can, you, can you talk through it? Uh, I don't. Looks, I would like love to see. A, like, it looks like it has a speaker. Because if your son's up at like five a.m. just eating the <laughs> shit out of some dessert in the fridge, you can just fly that little fucker down quiet well, and be like, "Hey, get the go fuck to bed. bed." Well, here's the here's the biggest oversight. You can't like actively control it. You set a path and it just oh, you does did rounds. tell me about this. Well, what's what's I don't like the name because it's called. I'm looking this up. The always home cam. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't like always. That. <laughs> Home. <laughs> I don't like that <laughs> at all. Now, I do like the idea because it it removes that need for buying multiple devices for around the house because you because it's two hundred and fifty bucks, so you you have one that patrols. Now, if you somehow needed to get into a house and you knew its path, you could dodge it, a la like uh, um, I'm thinking Breath of the Wild dodging the sensors. Yeah, but. You know, it's it's a cool idea in terms of being able to do it. Now, can you have multiple ones, or will they crash into each other? <laughs> I don't. It ha, it has. Uh, can have little um, dog fights with each it other. It has obstacle avoidance technology to allow avoid objects in its path. So this is only for exterior use. Internal. It's, it's like, internal. Hey, it buddy, does all of it. You want to try out my always home? Only for interior. Oh, it's on what? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, because you have to. You. Ha I mean, it's not suited for outdoor use, but you you give it a path to run through. So if there is something in the way, it'll go hip and move out of the way. Oh, I'd buy one no. and go to my girlfriend and be like, hey, what time do you usually shower? <laughs> like 10 a.m.? Okay. I, All right, cool. <laughs> it's funny. So from the, from the article I'm reading, the charging dock blocks the camera's view. So when it's in the cooler, it can't see you. And the camera only records when it's the in cooler. flight. <laughs> Ring says the drone makes an audible noise when flying, so it's obvious when footage is being recorded. It just goes... <laughs> you see it bump into things. Oh, it's so oh weird. God, can you love it. But can you imagine breaking into someone's house and you see? Uh, <laughs> It'd be great if you could customize the noise. Oh my so god! Just like Peter so Griffin, it's like you know, it's funny, but somebody's gonna do that I, because fuck, why not? I, right? I assume there's not a speaker on it, but I just would love to see it just just going around. <laughs> do you hear that? Yeah, it's just, it's it's just, just the always it's home. Just, it's just the always home. It's Did fine. you tell it to do that? No, can't tell it to stop either. Like, <laughs> you're just like in bed at night and just like outside, out, out, you know, in the hall, you just hear, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Hit the door. <laughs> oh my God, no. that'd be so funny. <laughs> oh, okay. That is, I want that to happen. That's almost worth 250 Wait, bucks just the, to see what it can the do. The drone can be commanded to fly on demand or programmed to fly when a disturbance is detected by a linked ring alarm system. So, so Okay, so we can have, link to the ring. So so someone breaks in, this motherfucker pops out and goes on <laughs> patrol. <laughs> so if you have like if you have uh, you know, like an open t window on the top of your door, the postman comes up and drops off your package. Triggers the ring, and all of a sudden, in the window, you just see this little <laughs> just camera pop. Just a little bit. 
Yeah, no. No, thank you. I want I want nothing to do with this. Oh, my God. I want everything to do with all. this. <laughs> I see. Like, let me control it when I'm not it's home. It's weird that you can't control That's it. That's the weird, right? It's <laughs> like, so weird that you can't. Like, even if it was like a shitty fucking phone app that doesn't really register the controls super well, but you can kind of try, like, put some sort of effort in. Right, like, let me just don't, yeah, like, go forward. Don't no, because then you're increasing, you're increasing cost. I don't feel like you'd be Are increasing you? cost. That, yeah, by adding a controller? Of, well, uh, no, the, just an app on the phone. You already have it to download you, what an What you app probably do ring. is it's probably a Bluetooth-style button where you mark the first location, mark the second one, mark the third one, and then it just kind of It just does finds the points, yeah. right. which is fine, but, I mean, at the same time, it for for a phone app like that. Oh, you can change everything you need is there already. You can change the volume that it hums at, so you can have it be like. <laughs> you can have it be like. <laughs> it just <laughs> super or soft like, or just <laughs> super, just screams. <laughs> <laughs> Your daughter comes home late from the dance, and you just hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you done pissed off the always home. Goes, <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Just follows just her down the hallway screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to sneak home, the drone screams at you. That's a weird like childhood. Amazon, why why are you re- or why is why is Ring releasing this when we're always home? <laughs> because like Merry it, Christmas, it's honey. Always it gets home. to watch that honey, we, we haven't left the house since May. Yeah, but it can, you know, float around the house, but we're always Yeah, we're but always for when we're home. not you know, here. You know, like someone went that like why we're releasing this drone, it's always home. We needed a name. We did need a name. <laughs> We figured it out. It's the always home. Oh, my God. Or you're just sitting down somewhere. You hear, like, there are already uh, people obsessed uh, with just watching their phone with their ring system. And then now they're just going to be able to watch their entire house. Be like, oh, look at the dog. Oh, look at the dog. Who's that? <laughs> wait a minute. I personally, I can't wait to see what kind of drinking games people decide to do with this thing. That would be dope. I mean, people if people have I want to buy this thing now. And I want to program it so that way it does all the oh. things that we tell we said it should do. Because it start it starts shipping next year. Never mind. I don't want it anymore. Because right. <laughs> you're not gonna be home anymore. Exactly. I, I'll be I'll be somewhere else by then. I'm be the fuck out of there. Ugh. As fast as possible. Right. So who's following oh, up? So that you one? carry it through your house. <laughs> That's how you do it. You carry it through your house to program the, the flight path. Okay. It can fly up for five minutes before it has to can recharge. Can I do this the whole time I'm walking with it? So that <laughs> way it just goes. <laughs> 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 can you, can you, can it? That ain't going to get around the whole house. It have multiple docking stations to, to rest up between flights. <laughs> Maybe. Here, you fly here and then you land. And then you go up here and then you land. I would like to watch the video of it flying around a home. Thank it's you, probably video. a very small home. So it's real super quick. impractical. So who gets to this point? Right, I'm assuming here's the alarm going off. Right, <clears throat> so because that's a loud alarm. Right, <laughs> all right. So that's uh, that We're, is Amazon's new invasion product. This guy feels how this guy looks. How we feel about it? I didn't even. Yep. There we sure go. Sure does. Look at him. All right. So uh, now Ryan has to follow that up. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be go, tough. I'm not gonna lie. He should have been last. Should not have let me go first on that. So the news article that I brought to the table today is a Blue Origin news article. I don't know. I know you're familiar with Blue Origin, Tyler. Greg, are you familiar with Blue Origin? Okay. Any, any of our loyal viewers should be, as we covered an entire month. I think it was, what, May? I do love uh, rockets. I don't remember. But, yes, Blue Origin, for those who don't know, is Jeff Bezos's answer to SpaceX, effectively. Um, it's, it's his version of SpaceX. They're practicing, practicing in quotation marks, um, 
right now they're just doing launches up into uh, high Earth orbit and then coming back down and landing. And they just had their 13th successful launch. And on this particular launch, they were testing out the lunar landing gear that they have put together. Oh, the one that looks like a giant dick. So to this be is fair, not what spaceship doesn't. Though? This is not the uh, not the project they this launched. This clearly has a head. Yes. yes. Okay. Look, Greg, it's delivering the <laughs> payload. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Oh, come on, Greg. You so know this. So tell me more. So why is it weird? So, <laughs> besides, yeah, besides the fact yeah, that we call it besides the way it looks, blue organ, uh, origin, <laughs> origin. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's not super weird, truthfully. I thought it was super cool, which is why I want to bring it up. So it's they have a video of the actual launch and everything, and the way it lands is not nearly at all like SpaceX, which SpaceX, I don't know if you've seen the videos where it mm-hmm. comes down, it lands on the barge. It just has like the the X platform that it lands on. Yep. This one actually you can kind of see it here. These little tiny It actually has legs that will open up and come out and land as if an actual lunar lander would come down like modules lunar right which is pretty fucking cool cool. so apparently it's this rock not this one on screen it's this rocket in the video uh of the launch this rocket has done this seven times successfully the same rocket the same rocket has done this seven times so it's pretty neat. They so this one they had a bunch of satellites and a bunch of uh, testing instrumentation on the ship itself, as well as a uh, personnel capsule that was on it. There was nobody in it, but it came down. So what ended up happening was it launched up the booster rocket, which is where most of the instruments were for the experiments that they were running, um, as well as that is what has the legs on it for the lunar landing gear. So that separated from the personnel capsule that was on top, the head, if you will. Um, so they separated. The booster rocket came down, landed uh, successfully, and then the personnel capsule came down on parachutes, just like you would see in the older space uh, videos and stuff that you see. So it was super cool to watch. I highly recommend it. As someone who loves space as a kid, it. I love seeing the love of space being reignited. It's being privatized, so meh. But the fact that these companies are using money to do this kind of crap i am so excited so excited for the new space age even better is so this lunar landing gear that they were testing out is for nasa so this was something that they that i don't i don't don't know if they commissioned but this was on behalf of nasa they were testing this um so they were testing payloads the new landing gear um the personnel to make sure that that capsule could survive the impact and all that. And then just to make sure that the experiments and everything went well. And it was a very, very successful launch. It just happened today. So it was pretty cool. All right. Pretty dope. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll move on to mine. (laughs) Yes. Tell me about yours, Greg. I saw the headline. I was Nintendo filed a new trademark last month for what it likes to call the Picar, which is the Pikachu car. So it was Picar, Pika, like, get it? <laughs> okay. Okay. So, anyways, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Nintendo and Creatures Inc. and Game Freak have applied for a bunch of trademarks relating to the Picar, which is an environmentally sound Pikachu-themed motor vehicle. And the trademarks are not just in Japanese, folks. They're in English. Oh, good. So there are, in the gallery, uh, you can kind of see... Uh, what the car may look like, and mm. kind of look at them up soon. I hope this is just um, an artist rendition. So the three trademarks fall under the categories of vehicle and education, but none of them appear to the 
tied to the development of a game. So here we go. Yep. <laughs> Picar. It's a venture between Toyota and the Pokemon Company. They want to create a compact, gas-free vehicle with a Pikachu theme. And I love the last line of this article because it's one of Tyler's favorite phrases. But boy, howdy, do I want to see people driving Pikachu cars in my neighborhood. So, <laughs> man, the fact that they filed trademarks for Pikar. So yeah. So excited. that's really all I have. It's very short. I just, I just fucking love the idea to of having fair, a Pikar. If see, I hope this is just an artist rendition. No, I no, hope no, this, no. Is this is exactly this what is it looks like. This is the exact like. car. Oh, good. No, this because is a picture. Fuck, that's not horrifying at all. Yeah, Remember, no. Matt, you just you're driving late at night. It's like one in the morning. You've been out with your friends you all day. You see this behind you? You fucking you're just driving on the highway. You look up, you don't see anything. You then you you you, you think you see something out of the corner of your eyes. You look up again. It's just that. Just go to the other picture real quick, Tyler. Okay, okay, all right. You got this. It's just fucking that in your goddamn mirror. God, that'd be fucking horrifying. Yep. It's so uh, we're going to be replacing the white van of our childhood with P cars. <laughs> oh no! So that's P cars. So that's our uh, <coughs> that's our that's our weird news of the weird week. And now that our weird news is over, it's time for what was lovingly known as Ethel's stock minute. But unfortunately, Ethel had other pressing issues, like going back to her husband in hell. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I will be taking it over. So now we're changing it to. Greg Stockman and Honey. So I'm I'm not really going to, I'm not really picking on uh, tech stocks or gaming stocks in general. Um, It's more of a word of caution going into the election year. Generally, in election years, stocks have a tendency to right after an election. Um, It will really depend on who wins this year, uh, but I say be wary. Um, I do enjoy using M1, uh, the app, and, and you know working with some ETFs. So while you're going into the fall season, I say diversify. Spread your money out around it as, as much as possible. Don't you know tie uh, everything to, to one horse, uh, as it were. I, I think that's how horses work. You tie things to them. So yeah, just one. As you're heading into the holiday season, be careful with your money. You know, it's one of those things that make sure that you know how your 401k is being invested. If you do own IRAs. Um, and investment funds and that kind of thing diversify as much as possible. The end. All right. Thanks, Greg. Hey, thanks, Greg. Hey, thanks, Greg. So that was this week's Nana News episode. Uh, we, If you uh, like this, uh, subscribe to us and click on buttons and things at uh, Facebook and at whowantsbananas.com and on, uh, you know, the, the YouTube. Do they still and say click the, the bell? Spotify. I think they still say click the bell. Subscribe, click yep. the bell, find us on Friendster probably. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what that is. So this coming Saturday, we're going to be doing our second deep dive, which we'll be going more into depth on the Apple iPhone announcement, which is why we didn't talk about it much today at all. So uh, I guess uh, that's it. And uh, in one word, say goodbye, everybody. Drones. Goodbye. Goodbye.